Hello, and welcome to Spring Office Hours, episode number 60, Vaden with Lawrence Lockhart. My name is Dan Vegas, Spring Developer Advocate at VMware, joined as with my good friend and coworker, Deshaun Carter. Deshaun, how are you doing today? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. What a great day to be a Spring Developer. Look at these people are joining from all over the world. We are so lucky. We have like the best community because no matter what time we try to like put it at a good time where everybody can join us live and we never find like a great time and yet still everyone shows up and joins us live. So (laughs) very lucky. Thank you so much. So yeah, what a great, great way to start the show, uh, getting folks from all over the world joining us. Yeah. So I, we haven't talked to each other in a couple of weeks. We were both a little bit traveling again last week. Uh, we had, uh, kind of changed the uh, normal cadence of the show last week. Uh, so you missed a good one there. So I hope you caught the replay. <laughs> Absolutely. But you were in um, you were in Montreal, if I believe. Montreal. Right? Nice. For the Montreal jog. And that was great. That, that group is super engaged. Uh, the hosts were great. It was just from tip to toe. It was amazing. Amazing. Uh, awesome. Anthony DeHaan. Uh, from our engineering team. Uh, he's one of the organizers. He invited us up awesome. there. I got to present with my son. That was great. All the oh, jokes that's hit. So it cool. was fun. <laughs> um, but at the end, then he did like a little quiz. He was taking notes and building up questions during the presentations. And at the end, there was a quiz. And that's how they gave away the swag. And it, the that whole part, the participation was off the charts. It was great. Uh, I got trolled a little bit. Somebody <laughs> answered Quarkus for one of the spring boot questions. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, just trying to poke fun. But it was That, it that was wasn't good your son, was it? It was not my son. It was not my son. Awesome. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Cincinnati last week. So I got to drive down to Cincinnati for a customer meeting. I hate driving, but it was a nice. <laughs> I was able to get two audiobooks in on the way. So good. I guess that made it worth it. Cool. Um, So before we get into today's topic, I just want to remind everyone we are here in a live stream. So this is Spring Office Hours, the podcast. We do a live stream every week. So if you want to find out more about that, head over to springofficehours.io. Join us in the live stream. You can ask your questions here if you're here today with us. Please feel free to ask your questions. We'll see if we can't get to them. We do turn this into a podcast, so you can catch this on the go on whatever your favorite podcast player is. This should be available on all the major podcast networks. Now, before we get to our guests, one thing that we do every week is just kind of take a look at what's going on in the community. One really good place to do this is at calendar.spring.io. And uh, just taking a look at this, I wanted to bring it up because something big happened last week and I want to make sure everybody knows about it. And every time I mention the calendar, people are like, oh my gosh, there's a release calendar for there's spring. There's so many people like, still yes. don't know about it. We have a lot of work to do. Right, Calendar.spring.io. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep telling everyone so that you have an idea of what's on the release calendar. What happened last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about was, uh, we actually mentioned it last week, but uh, I just want to reiterate it. Spring Cloud 2023 uh, was released. And of course, anytime we have a major Spring Framework release and then a Spring Boot release, we think, okay, you know, it's it's ready. People could start using it. I, I always forget that um, Spring Cloud follows that. 
And a lot of people are using Spring Cloud, so they have to wait for that to come out to kind of move to the next version of Spring Boot. Uh, so that has now been released, which means everybody should be on Spring Boot 3.2 if, if they haven't upgraded yet. <laughs> um, so that happened last week. And then a few things happened this week. And I know you were, I think you were streaming earlier. I caught some of your stream. You were doing a little streaming on... Uh, micrometer, a little bit yeah. of tracing. Uh, you yeah. were given that. Uh, was were you given the new versions a ride? Taking a look at that. Absolutely. I mean, awesome. It came out yesterday. Of course, we're going to take it for a spin. <laughs> awesome. So taking the twitch metrics and and showing those on a Prometheus endpoint using the Prometheus registry, uh, and I was trying to get into the um, tracing. Uh, tracing wasn't working the way I expected, so I, I went over and I found one of the tutorials. Uh, and then I was like, oh, this tutorial is using Spring Boot 2.4.3. I got to fix that. So I forked it, and then I started working on upgrading the tutorial uh, that Josh and Tommy Ludwig worked on. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, working on that PR. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's Calendar. Uh, just so you know that it's out there, calendar.spring.io. Uh, with that, I think we should get into today's uh, topic and bring on our guest. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this. I've known uh, Lawrence from the Twitter community for a long time. Uh, and then we were able to, I was able to finally uh, meet him uh, earlier this year in Atlanta for Connect Tech. So with that, I'm going to bring on our good friend, Lawrence uh, Lockhart, Lawrence Decodes on Twitter. Lawrence, how are you doing, my friend? I'm better now. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Thank you for the invite. This is exciting. Doing exciting great. for us. This yes. is my first time getting to hang out. This is long overdue. <laughs> and you mentioned welcome. Connect Tech just then, Dan. Thank you for the welcome, Deshaun. I'm glad I saw you at the end and not the beginning yes. of my talk, or I would have been all nerves. <laughs> oh, you, you should not be. You did so great. Uh, and, wow. and I know, I, I believe you were filling in for Marcus on that talk, right? You just last minute ran over there. <laughs> he was uh, double booked, which I think happens periodically because he's such a busy guy. Marcus Helberg, my boss, yep. VP of DevRel at Baden. And so, yeah, he was scheduled to be in Atlanta and Germany at the same time. Well, that doesn't exactly <laughs> work. So we basically and, said, hey, hey, new guy. You're there <laughs> hey, in the guy. area. Yeah, pop over there and like, for me. And, I was and like the pro you are, you showed up and killed it. So. Oh, I don't know about pro. I've been here less than a <laughs> half a year. <laughs> I'm still learning how the thing works, but uh, happy to do my part, right? Cool. So you're, you're DevRel at Vaden. We're going to talk about Vaden and Hilla today, but just for anyone who doesn't know Lawrence, can you just give us a quick introduction to who you are, what you do, what you're up to these days? Sure, happy to. So again, I'm my name is Lawrence Lockhart. Lawrence decodes on all the online platforms. Finally, I consolidated my usernames, and I am a developer advocate for a cool company called Vaden, which is a Finnish-based company that makes amazing frameworks for Java developers. I've been doing this with Vaden since mid-August, mid to late August, so still kind of the new kid on the block. Prior to that, I was a full-stack developer with FedEx for four years. And a year before that, uh, there's a web WordPress development with a local retail chain. And I think part of my story that I always end up telling eventually is the fact that I was a midlife career changer. So the vast majority of my life was actually in the restaurant field, flipping burgers and satisfying angry customers and all that kind of fun stuff. Under the guise of being general manager, but you know I don't care what your position is. You're always the yep. burger flipper. <laughs> you're, you're, you're one grilled guy getting fired away from being the burger flipper for the night. So I did that for 17 exceptionally long years and then uh, made a change and struggled through two and a half years of random tutorials, some better than others, and finally made my way into tech. 
That's awesome. And you know, I, I knew you I knew you kind of online in the the Twitter space and you getting into DevRel. And it wasn't until I one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today was your career because I caught that Chris Sean Talks podcast, uh, that oh, interview. Yeah. And oh, that was a great interview. It was a great podcast. And I think I was just traveling for work and I ended up catching it. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Uh, so I, 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 I had some admiration for you before that podcast. Uh, but then after that, I was like, okay, well, Lawrence is now on the top pedestal for me. So I, oh, I just like, uh, I love your attitude towards everything. I love uh, a lot of the things that, that you said in that podcast. And we're not going to go through everything. I'll leave a link to that uh, particular episode. Uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of Lawrence, you should definitely check that out. Um, one of the things you said... Sean put uh, me on the map, so we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it was great. Um, one of the things I think you said is... you. I think you said you believe everyone should should spend some time in in the hospitality business, right? Because it kind of gives you an appreciation for the other side of it. Because I know so many people who get so upset over like a meal not being prepared right or uh, something not going their way, and their first reaction is to kind of overreact. And I'm never that way because I I've spent some time there as well, and it's my I'm always sympathetic. Like even if I get a meal that that was not prepared the way I wanted, it, I'm always like, what <laughs> I, I tip well, I'm very nice because <laughs> I because I understand <laughs> like what what people are going through. <laughs> right. Yeah, top, 17 years of hospitality, you're going to get at least two or three main characteristics about yourself. One, you're going to be resilient to big problems. And what other people call big problems will seem minuscule to you because on any given night, you might be dealing with a fire, a grease spill, again, angry customers who use any number of choice words in the middle of the restaurant in front of everyone <laughs> in a very loud tone. And you are literally paid and required to keep your calm, right? Well, that's not fun. But it builds a certain muscle in you that when you come over to, for instance, tech or some other industries, things that may seem like humongous issues that people just get really upset about, you can kind of internalize it, deal with it in a different way. So you definitely build yeah. that. And the more positive one, I think, would definitely be the user focus, the focus that you have on having the people happy, having them get what they want, what they actually need, um, as opposed to always just being in a sell mode like, hey, I have this cool thing. Do you want it? What are the customers actually interested in? And so just that mindset of serving the customer, serving them what they want, getting user feedback. I take those lessons from, again, six years ago and drive them all the way forward to what we do here in DevRel, right? Trying to find out what are the customer needs? Where are their pain points? What are they actually going through? Do I have something that can address that or not? And if so, can I look at the things that I do have? Can we make some adjustments? Can we go through some release schedules and address some of those things? So building those muscles up in the restaurant business has helped me up a lot. That's really awesome. Uh, you probably gained a lot of patience too. I mean, you're also a parent, so I know you, you have to have some patience if you're a parent. <laughs> I have no patience at all. <laughs> I have zero patience at all. I'm on my third kid and I'm so glad. Like she's 14, no, 15, 10th grade. Like, let's go, let's go, speed it up. No, I'm kidding. They, they are the greatest blessing in the world. And uh, they, they do teach you a lot in, in how to in how to iterate. I'm not sure if it's patience because I, I am truly impatient. But they've taught me to iterate. All three of my kids have taught me to iterate. That may have a plan, a way of approaching something with them. It goes completely awry. Well, we can't stop parenting. You have to yep. iterate. You have to go back to the drawing board, try something different, <laughs> try something different until you find the one thing that makes the light bulb turn on. Yeah, I I often you know joke around with my wife too. It's like survive the day, move on to the next one, and try something else. <laughs> exactly. Some days, some days it feels like that. Some days it's really easy. 
Some days it's survive. <laughs> I was recently talking to um, Scott Hanselman. and we had a very similar talk. So we have to do a daddy podcast one day, a dad and mom podcast. Just <laughs> the things we go through, you know, you come off work and then you have life and there's kids and yeah. you know nothing, you know nothing at all. Yeah, it's crazy how like, like, you know, I don't know, the first half of your career, you go to work and like work is the hard thing. And then like you have kids and now we like, you know, I work from home and I have kids here. And I'm like, wow, work is the easy thing. Yeah. 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 Well, sometimes it does. <laughs> cool. Um, so, so one of the things I took out of that podcast was, and you mentioned it earlier, but you got into tech later in life. And I'm curious there's definitely people out there that are in the same boat as you. What kind of advice would you have for those who are thinking about maybe transitioning into tech later in life or, you know, uh, on the fence about it? Like what, what, yeah. what kind of advice would you have for those folks out there? Interesting. You mentioned that I have a TikTok draft that addresses this exact question because nice. I think it's the same advice that I give to experienced developers who are saying, hey, what should I do with all this AI talk? Like, yeah, there's ChatGPT and is it coming from my job or not? Is it going to help me or not? And the advice that I literally give on both ends of those spectrum is make yourself an explorer. Consider yourself an explorer. So when it comes to AI, I think in terms of there's users and we're all users, right? You put some input into a field. The LLM does magical things for you or some other model does some things for you and it gives you a result. That's the explorer or that's the user. On the other end, there's producers, right? They're actually writing the model. These guys are and gals are mathematically intense geniuses giving us these things. But I think in the middle is a awesome zone where we can be explorers. We can use some of the tools in unique ways. And I actually did the talk in Atlanta on just, just this thing and come up with some unique applications and some unique things that it may not be able to do on its own. I use the exact same advice for people thinking about, hey, I'm 25, I'm 30, I'm 46. Can I make it in tech? Start with being an explorer. Rather than trying to go from zero to 100 in three months and be the next success yeah. story, just explore. There are so many areas when we say tech. Technology yeah. is an exceptionally broad umbrella that involves not only tech companies, but the technology that happens at non-tech companies. So every company is a tech company. Like Domino's has some of the best mobile apps out, right? The pizza company. So just yeah, explore. Yeah. And there's enough free tutorials. There's enough sandbox environments where you can just take 30 to 90 days while you're doing your existing job that's paying the bills and just explore. Be a scientist. Be a kid again. Play with cloud a little bit. Do a little sandbox, a couple of you know, GCP um, tutorials. Pick up some Java on your side, right? You have Codecademy. You have free Codecap to learn front end. See what resonates with you, what might be a thing that you would enjoy doing. Not that you absolutely have to just fall in love with it, but yeah. I wouldn't suggest somebody change career and do something they absolutely hate. Right. I've seen people do and they're like, I can't see why I'm not moving forward. Like, well, you don't enjoy your job. You know, right. enjoy it. Find <laughs> something that you know you can be proud to say, hey, I did this and I'm proud to do this, and here's what I made today, and that kind of thing. So yeah, be an explorer first. And then second, we find community to support you. And one of the things that was really missing in my earliest years that probably delayed my transition was just not being able to connect with community. We didn't have Twitter spaces. Were nearly as many discords and slacks back in that day, and it seemed like it was for other people. So these days, that's different. There's communities everywhere. There might be too many. I don't know. Whether it's <laughs> Facebook or LinkedIn groups, again, discords, there's places that are super friendly, super accessible to people of all levels, and for every technology stack imaginable. Find communities yeah. for support, and then just start building. Start and building and start working and stuff. And that's really important, the community part, because 
uh, you know, wherever, whatever background you're coming from or level of expertise you're coming from, it's, it's very important to understand that there are other people out there like you. Like I never felt like I was like the smartest person in the world. So I always felt like I had to like work harder and like, uh, prepare a lot more than others. And then like, as I got into tech and like found community, I was like, wow, I'm actually, you know, other people are pretty much just like me. The, the very, very top tier talent, special engineers in the world are actually the, not the norm, right? Like we are the norm. Yeah. They're, they're probably like off doing something more important. Right. And so I really, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I really appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things, a couple of the things that, that kind of hit me there was you can, you can, I hate when people say don't chase the money in tech, like you can absolutely chase, like there is good money to be made in this profession. And if that is like, the if that is the first thing on your radar that's fine like people yeah. often say don't chase money because it's not a good way to do it but i mean it's it's changed my life it's changed so many people's lives and that's okay but as you said you have to enjoy what you do too so if money's 1a that's fine but 1b better be i kind of like what i'm doing here <laughs> so exactly. i really appreciate that you said that there I think that's what helped get through some of the harder moments, which we're going yeah. to all have some hard moments in life, be it career yeah. relationships or anything else. But if you love what you do, or at least yeah. like it some, right? You have some <laughs> motivation, some personal motivation, like this is not fun, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't know if right. I have to sleep about it, pray about it, ask my partner, <laughs> I'm going to figure out something because I want it to work. I have a personal drive. I'm personally invested. So yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah. That was one and thing that did not exist in my restaurant career. I did not love that. I was just doing what I needed to do to keep the lights on and keep my family right. fed. Right. Right, Which is, right. Sometimes you're in that place. But uh, yeah. I reached a point where I my maybe had to change to a must. And I had to make that change. Yep. And I see a lot of people say tech isn't for everyone. Like I see this like kind of gatekeeping around in, in different communities. Mm -hmm. And it's just like tech is for anyone who's interested in it. That's what I believe. So, Anyone who's interested and who's willing to do the work. You're willing to do the work, yes. So for all the mentorship that I do via online, via top mate, and any other place, I always tell them, if you don't want to do the work, I don't have any shortcuts for you. I have no hacks. <laughs> I have no miracle cures. This is how I did it, right? These tutorials, these projects, here's the repos. It's just step by step by step. If you're willing to do those steps, great, right? There's a long-term future in you in tech, whatever direction you want to go. But um, if you're not willing to do the work or not really interested, it's going to be much harder. And much it harder. isn't easy. I remember in that podcast, you said, yeah, I, learning was not easy. Like there were there are times you probably wanted to give up and you just yeah. you got to stick to it. <laughs> and did <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> I got screw this. I mean, I'm OK. You know, we're, we're living OK. I have a nice house here. We take vacations. We're living a pretty decent <laughs> middle class lifestyle. Forget this stuff. This is racking my brain. Right. And then I'd go back to work for a few days and just have like, you know, somebody quit on me or, you know, just just weird, weird things happening, not really being treated like an adult. I talked about that on the podcast. I was like, no, I got to go back to it. <laughs> of course, I forgot like the last two weeks of what I remember. So I have to go backwards in the tutorial. It was a lot of it was not a lot of fun. I volunteered. But, uh, for I use those as things to help people know, hey, don't do this. <laughs> like if you run into those hard moments, right? You, let's say you went the front end path and now you're just learning JavaScript for the first time. Hey, what you're going into is your first Turing complete true programming language, right? You're going to encounter some computer science principles now for the first time. Just stay in there. Yep. You can figure it out. I volunteer. One of the things uh, that I know is that in America we don't have enough people to do all the tech jobs. 
And one of the other things is there's, there's, there is a place for everybody in tech. Uh, it might Absolutely. not be uh, software engineering or software architecture, uh, but there is a place for everybody. There's something for everybody. And one of the other things that I, I say, and I think that you've done this, is bring your authentic self. Like, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to fill somebody else's shoes. Bring yourself, exactly. whether you are an actor, uh, worked at a restaurant, uh, a former bodybuilder, uh, whatever it was, or a professional cheerleader, bring that with you uh, into sure. tech because there's a spot for you. And So wait, uh, are you implying that I, I was a former bodybuilder? Is that's that what that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Lauren, in case you didn't know, I was a former professional cheerleader. Oh. And one oh. of the things that I also say is, uh, there's infinite ways to get there, right? Yeah. You can start, stop, start, stop. That doesn't prevent you from going. There's infinite ways to get there. But just like you said, there are no shortcuts. Absolutely. And as we see technology, again, proliferate absolutely everything. That's just more and more opportunities. And we yeah. see more and more abstractions being built to for, you know, in user ease. That's more opportunities at every layer of every step. So come on in. If you're curious, come on in. Cool. So I have, I have one more question for you, and then we'll kind of jump into to Vaden and Hilla. So I, I was talking to Deshaun about this before we, we jumped on today. I like to ask people in DevRel this question because I seem to get different answers. And uh, a little bit um, on, the, on, on, the, on my side, I'm writing a presentation for this. So I, I like to get answers from different people in DevRel. But how do you define DevRel? What do you consider DevRel and the position that you're in? Great. So I'm a bit non-traditional in that sense. Hope I don't disappoint you. But my definition is literally the reason I got into it. For me, DevRel is helping developers win. Yes. That's I all love that it. answer. I love that answer. And so what that means is, and I remember, I'll never forget, Kelsey Hightower came and spoke to FedEx. Back when I used to work at FedEx, we had a Google Cloud Day. They transformed our auditorium into a huge, like, fall Google Studio or Google Office. And yes. when Kelsey came up to speak, one of the first things he said was, you know, not all of our offerings are going to fit what you all have. And I'm not suggesting that you just lift and shift and go from what you have and bring everything over to Google. That's not going to work. Right. And I was blown away. I was still just a developer <laughs> then. I'm like, what? You're not trying to what? sell me the whole A to Z package? <laughs> but he knows that's not what's going to help me win. Yeah. There are certain use cases that we have that are great for Google, and there's some that aren't. That level of honesty and empathy all that goes right into what makes a great DevRel. So not only do I know my product offerings, and sure, I would like to sell everything, but not everything I have to sell or offer, because we have all open source products at Vaughn, is suitable for every use case. So right. I just want you to win, which means if I don't have the thing, A, I can take that feedback back to my team. Yeah. We can chat about it. We can chat about it in GitHub. We can chat about it in Slack. Can we put this in a release? Does it make sense? Or... It may be something that doesn't need to be integrated in what we offer. It may take us yep. too far off of our path, too far off of what we're trying to accomplish. And I can yep. then, as an empathetic developer first, offer other solutions. Hey, we don't have anything for that. And we're probably not going to have anything for that. But here's something I read in a blog. Here's yep. something I saw on a GitHub repo. I want you to win. And when I mean that and I show that over time, I should be able to build up a relationship of trust. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as as DevRel, you have to have that trust with the community. They uh, developers are very good at, at spotting fake, right? Like yeah. we know we know what's real, we know what's fake, we know if you're being honest with us. And yeah, I think that's very important. I think Deshaun and I kind of both kind of echo that. Um, and yeah. and I love that. Let you down with my definition. Good. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that answer. And and as you know, I was just thinking before, kind of 
the intersection between community and product and engineering. And that that's exactly what you just said, being able to kind of be the voice of the community back to product, back to engineering, and getting that, that collaboration between product and community. So I love that. Exactly. So yeah, that's my definition. And like I mentioned, if I, if I may, that was also the reason I came into DevRel. Like, why not just stay a developer? Um, yep. I found myself from nine to five doing developer things, but from five until whenever, I was helping developers <laughs> win in terms of their career journey. So yeah. this was on Instagram, this was on TikTok, this was in Twitter spaces, phone calls, local meetup groups, having meetups and just connecting people with outcomes that work for them. And I enjoyed awesome. it. Like I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. And so I'm making videos and I'm writing a few blogs. And then I found out, hey, there's a job title that does this. <laughs> it's called developer advocacy or developer relations engineer. I think it used to be called evangelist uh, back, you know, many years ago. Yep. Many years ago. Yep. I'm like, what? I can get paid to do this? Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. And uh, the first two tries didn't work out so well. But the third one, which was Vaden, did. Awesome. awesome. Well, I'm glad you're at Vaden, and that's a pretty pretty good transition to uh, what I wanted to talk to you about today. So, yeah. Vaden uh, and Hilla, if we could just kind of start with Vaden, can you give us like the the high level overview of what Vaden is and, and sure. why we might want to reach for it? And I want to take even one step back from that, if I may, um, yeah. because this is this is great. You know, we have a lot of Spring people here, and Spring people are so much our people and Java people in general. <laughs> so here we go. When you say Vaden, first of all, Vaden is my company. It's the company I work for. It happens to be named after a female reindeer from Finland. Again, we're based in Finland. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we do have a U.S. component, hence me being here now. But uh, Vaden is the company, and it is our overall platform. It is our Java-based approach to building out web applications. We call that ecosystem, that platform, that whole way of thinking Vaden. Now, once you come over the, for, in our, to our ecosystem, Vaden, we have two approaches for building out web applications, one called Hilla, and one that's actually called Vaden Flow. So there's Hilla and Flow. And I think okay. you may have been referring to uh, Flow yes. as Vaden because that's what we mm -hmm. used to call it many moons ago. Okay. So we're cool. cleaning all that up, even as of yesterday's all hands, I want to make sure I have all the nomenclature exactly right because I have no yeah. idea who many, how many people are going to go right to the website and start cloning things <laughs> and building things. Vaden is the platform. Hilla and Flow are the two approaches. And so Vaden Flow is a 100% Java front-to-back web application framework. It is um, accessible. I can't, can I share screen? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. You can absolutely share screen if you want to. Let me see. I thought I did, but maybe it's I don't. Bottom, it says present. Um, and then I will throw it on screen for you as soon as I'll let you do that, yeah, because I am not seeing what I'm looking for. That's weird. Hey, Dan, go. what was the uh, the package way back in the day where that Google had uh, that would do the code generation uh, from your components? Um, not not sure not, what not you're talking about. Java. Not sure. It's what I think of when I think of Vaden. It's what I think of as like the early predecessor that didn't really work for me. Do you want me to share just the Vaden homepage? Can you please? That'd be great because it's right on yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. So let's go. And Sean, right. I have what you're saying in the back of my head, but I can't think of it. I think it, it had some initials, like three initials or three letters. GWT, thank you. Boom. There ah, we go. GWT. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's the one. You know, the whole lot of the success of any framework has to do with the support and community. 
And so um, <laughs> exactly. I'll speak specifically about Java Flow, or excuse me, about Bot and Flow. Um, Flow is is super supported. This is our, our bread and butter. This was the original um, framework. And as you see, it is a web application platform made for Java developers, front to back Java. Now, that's a certain number of use cases. There's not a ton of places that would be interested in using um, Java from the front to back, but pending your developer needs, developer abilities, and other things that you're trying to do, um, Flow can be the exact solution that you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah. for me, uh, and this is real recent, uh, like a year and a half ago, uh, I started realizing that Vaden, uh, and actually it might have been Marcus that was doing the, the initial uh, updates and, and asking for help. Uh, I realized that I could take Vaden and make it native. This was a big deal for me because I, I'm, I'm always kind of within arm's reach of a Raspberry Pi. And <laughs> deploying this Vaden front end, uh, all Java, you know, my, my happy place, but not just Java, it was Spring, which is also my happy place. And it became a really valid, solid replacement for things that I was doing with Java FX before. Nice. And I had okay. a, it was a much lower barrier to entry for me, uh, and, it, and it felt more comfortable. So yeah, that's that's one where I felt like it was a great kind of replacement. And again, but that's kind of a, a fairly recent use case. But then now, even more recent was uh, as a Nionic framework uh, replacement. Uh, as we're doing more of these. Uh, web apps and everything's got to be ready to run on a mobile device and having just a consistent way of delivering one application uh, for multiple devices yeah bottom becomes a replacement for some of these other uh, hybrid mobile frameworks yep. as well absolutely and we found a lot of success with a number of customers who were either on um, gwt or java swing or java fx and they want a modern fully supported all java solution java uh, bottom flow is the way to go and uh, the robust community we have both within our uh, repos as well as in our Discord community of our developers, our project folks, and engineers. They're in the Discord community all the time interacting with people who are having, hey, here's this bug, here's this issue. Um, it's the support that you want, knowing that people are there all the time to support and seeing the releases come out in a regular cadence. Um, that's, that's very positive. So from what I was looking through, um, you know, Baden's always been one of those things on my, I have this list of things I want to learn and it always keeps growing and growing. And Baden's been one of those. That list always grows, but Baden's been on there. So I finally got around uh, last week and then the beginning of this week to going through and like building a couple of things. So from what cool. I could tell, there are two quick ways that we can get started with Baden. One, if you go to start.spring.io and you're creating a Spring Boot app, you yes. can pick something like Spring Web and then there is a Vaden starter. That has the Vaden flow. So now that, now that I got the terminology right, mm -hmm. that includes Vaden flow. And from there, you can just start using it in your Spring Boot application. Right. Um, so that's one way. And then there is start.vaden.com, which is, I guess, uh, kind of a way to bootstrap a Vaden application, correct? Yes, and actually, if we go to vaden.new, and I'm going to put that in the chat. I think I'm in the awesome. comments. Oh. Let me see. Hold on. Vaden.new. There we go. And so if you hit, if you click start project, which don't do that, that's going to take you directly to what you're used to seeing. But if you click on edit, you're going to see some really neat options that we're working on. Some of this is still work in progress, but you see nice. 
bonded and um, Hilla options. Um, as you see, it caps out at bonded uh, Java 19 there. Um, 21 is in the works for version 24.3, I believe. Don't quote me nice. on that. But you see some customization, and much like startupspring.io, you can customize that and then download it. Awesome. Um, which is one way to do it. But if you click start project, I do want them to see the GUI version as well. You can actually make a few choice customizations regarding your look. I think those should be a color, like, yeah. You can do some things with the theme on the side mm, nice. there. And then export that project and get started. And if you're logged in with projects already, you've got to log out in order to see that cool login.new page. I got redirected. I've already got projects. That was awesome. This is awesome. I, that's what I take and say a quick hello to Thomas. I hope it's truly. I see him in the yes. comments. He's an active and amazing Java developer that I see on Twitter a lot. Speaking, yes. speaking of tech Twitter. So yes. hi, Thomas. <laughs> Great to see you here. Awesome. Yeah, Thomas is uh, Thomas is a big, big, big uh, reason we do this show every week because we have so many, you know, um, people in the community that join us every week and are very involved. So, Yes. Thank you, Thomas. We see Simon here. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Again, if you're here in the live chat, please go ahead and ask your questions. If you have any questions about Vaden, Hilla, uh, or anything else, kind of jump in there and let us know. We'll start them. We might not get to them right away, but we'll start them. Again, if you eat at my house and you leave hungry, that's your fault. <laughs> I love that <laughs> phrase. Here, I heard you. It's live. <laughs> ask your questions. Put them in there. We might not get oh. to them, but ask them. If, if you don't ask them, that's your fault. I'm going to steal that. You, you said it on the last show you all did. Welcome I just watched it this morning. Like, that's good stuff. You're welcome. You're hungry. That's your fault. All right. So, so that's the one that I've actually worked with a little less than the other one. I think you had a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to get into one of the, I think for me, one of the, the, the things that I need to know when I'm like jumping into a new technology is the why. Like, why should I learn this? So, for me, what it sounds like, um, if I want to build a web application, you know, what are my options in the Java space, right? I could, exactly. I could use some some ancient JSP technology, which we're we're not going to use, right? Uh, I could use Spring Boot, and I could use some kind of template engine like Timely for FreeMarker for Groovy or one of those, yep. or or I could go the route of Hey, I got to learn the front end stack and build um, a full front end application using uh, a component framework like uh, React, Vue, Angular that talks to like my Java backend as an API. Or I could use something like Vaden, where I have Java developers who know Java, uh, and I don't have to kind of get them onto this entire new like front end stack. Is that, right, is right. that kind of the why? Is that like the motivation for this project? That would be a big why. And, and I see someone mentioned it's like the 90s. And I, I received that comment. Thank you for that. You know, this is a way to take what you were doing in the 90s, but doing it in a modern, smart way. Um, mm -hmm. with, like I said, full support and to use Java as your primary stack, which, yep. again, there might be limited use cases for that. But we do recognize that there are a number of enterprises that are really are all Java. There are Swing apps. There are FX apps out there. Yeah. They don't have the support. They don't have the releases coming out that they want. And Bottomful is there for those use cases. And it's done a great job for the customers that we do have. I'm going to give you another like add-on as to sure. why I agree with companies that invest in one language. Uh, I worked for a company that had bought another company, a small startup. And when we kind of inherited their code base, uh, there was 
GWT and Juice and Scriptaculous and Groovy and jQuery and all of the things because it was a startup and it, and it was right. you know that mentality of, oh just get it done whatever language it takes get it done and then we had this framework soup uh, for all the things uh, on the front end and on the back end and if you if you have a consistent Java Spring Baden if you have a consistent way of delivering software across your company. And when you invest in your developers and you invest in something like training, you're helping everybody or support, right? If you're wanting to get support for a thing, everybody's using that thing. You don't have to buy support for eight different frameworks uh, right. across your company. Exactly. It simplifies exactly. things in so many different ways. And as a developer, I'll be honest, I was in that, that camp of, oh, just let me get it done. Just don't, yeah. don't put that on me. Let me get it done and I'll get into production. But again, as a developer, when I was younger, I didn't think about the support and the long term, how am I going to do that? Yeah. And I was yeah. just thinking of like certain situations where I was in large groups where we had hundreds of Java developers, but no front end team. And like, hey, we need to build this back office thing. It's like, do you want to train an entire team on like some front end technology? Or, hey, you already have Java skills. You could probably take advantage of this right now with almost little to no training, right? So I think that's yeah. another kind of big use case. If I could add, um, an add on to Deshaun's yeah. add on, if you think about pain points <laughs> for developers, one of the most common ones is just version compatibility. Well, how straightforward is it to have the front and the back end of the same language at the same version? It's just <laughs> one language, right? That that whole yeah. question just goes out. So now it's what is what are we integrating with, right? In terms of maybe yeah. a database or something like that. But at least the front to back, we have a single language, a single version at all times. Yeah. That whole question just goes out the window. So there's some cool. unique places where it works really well. Yeah. Yeah, we have um we have a couple of questions. I, I think maybe we can get to a couple of these. Uh, how do you do cross component front end interactivity in Vaden Flow? Oh gosh, I've only seen one use case of that. I do know that happens a lot, but the solution that I saw is all of the Vaden web components, which are made with the web component standard, they come with event listeners, and you can literally attach an event listener to one that will be a trigger for the other. So I've seen that in place. I'm awesome. sure there's some others, but I've definitely yep. seen that in place. And we're doing that components. in Java. So we don't have to learn anything new. We're doing it in Java. And we did this in our, our runner's uh, Spring Boot demo. Oh, yeah. Uh, we built this okay. little front end, and we had nice. uh, this event listener uh, that as you add something or as you uh, you know submit something, you know create an event, you had a little pop-up uh, in the in the side panel that says, oh, yeah, hey, we, we created that run, uh, that activity. Uh, and I didn't have to worry about the front end. I did it all in Java. It felt very, very comfortable. And yeah, and Vaden Flow uh, made it look great. Gotcha. So good question, Thomas. Good to hear. Cool. I got another question here from Lucas. How is support for interacting with things like a microphone or a webcam, et cetera? Yeah, I almost want to point to uh, Deshaun and the, uh, <laughs> the Raspberry Pi example he gave. Yep. Uh, we have... Because you're you're interfacing with Java, you're kind of getting the same. You don't get the components like you would get from a, a mobile uh, iOS developer kit. Uh, you get a little bit uh, a different level of abstraction. Uh, but again, it's Java, so you can interact with it the exact same way. Cool. Um, got a comment from Andrew here. It says Spring Boot and Next.js equals Beast. We'll talk right. about Spring Boot in just a minute. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, that one's for later. Scroll up. There's a couple more at the top. 
Uh, there's three wanna, that are starred right now. If you want to grab them. Go yeah. So we had one about uh, the docks. So this is not uh, Vaughn related about the docks. I think it was already answered. Uh, the Spring Boot team, the Spring Framework team, everybody's moving their docs so they can be searchable. And just not every project has got there yet. So just stay tuned. Uh, we're, we're heading in the right direction on that one. Yep. Uh, here's another tough question to answer. I don't know the answer to this, but we're connected and I'm going to find that out. I've already got it uh, started on my side. So definitely I want you to take a look at Spring Academy. Get through the free stuff first. Uh, the question is, Is can we pay for this uh, from Russia? And I'm saying go use the free stuff on spring.academy. Uh, and in the meantime, I will find out if we can get you hooked up. Cool. And the last one uh, is Spring ADFS and LDAP. This is a request. I'm pretty sure this is directed at you, Dan. Like, hey, Dan, why don't you make a video showing me how to do exactly what I need to do? That's that's what Dan does. Uh, yeah. I think I'll take it one step further. We have some new Spring releases, that uh, security releases that are coming out next week or the week after. So maybe this is something that we could introduce into a, a cool little demo or something. Yeah, and I would say, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but I, I you would not believe how many requests I get at, like, that that are kind of geared towards this like hey i'm doing this thing and i have this this and this and i'm doing this and then i do that and i'm getting this result and it's like that's a very specific question you're asking me you're not saying hey uh how do i do jwt support and so what you're asking is very specific it's a lot easier if you could come up with a repo that is reproducible and have us take a look at it and say, hey, here's this repo. This is the problem I'm having, as opposed to me trying to produce a video about your specific scenario. That's going to take me a week. So, and I don't know that I'll get to that anytime soon. So you if you can else? do that, that's great. Another option that'll probably take a week, you can call me and we can pair uh, and we'll just jump into a Zoom or a, a studio and we'll pair uh, because that's what we're here for. So I'm happy, I'm very comfortable with that. If you are, I will just jump in and we'll see if we can figure it out together. It'll probably also take a week though. So either way. <laughs> that's how big developers win right there. That's commitment. That's, that's, we, we, we're, we're. That's uh, what we do. We're like, yeah, yin and yang here. We have different approaches. Everybody learns different. Right. So that's what we, we try to cover the bases. Cool. So one other thing I just wanted to mention about Vaden, uh, Vaden Flow, the docs are really good for this. So I went through like a lot of the getting started stuff. Um, it was, I was pleasant to see like just how many components were available. So components are kind of the building blocks of your application, right? Like, hey, I need a, a text field or a date picker or a list box. There are a bunch of components available. And then there are layouts available too. So I need a horizontal layout. I need a vertical layout. Or if I have some special use case, there's a div layout where I can kind of control where things are. Are those like the main building blocks that we need to understand to, to build applications with Foddenflow? They are. And I'm glad you mentioned those components. We're super proud of our components, like I said, built to the web component standard. And they can be used in Flow or in any application. So if you're a Ooh, React, I did not know that. you're doing it, yes, you can You can literally you can install our button with an, MP, like an NPM, NPM package, import it, and go to work. Awesome. So we have an awesome and continually growing library of components uh, that are out of the box, really pretty, pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to give that a try. Now, um, one more question. Okay. All the components yep. are not available in what I get at start.bond.com. Not all the components are listed there. When I go to 
bond.com and I look at the docs and the latest, there are way more components that are there that yes. are awesome. And the docs are great. I can go see what they look like. Yeah. I can go see how to use them. The docs are great. So high five. Uh, if you like what you see on start.von.com, take a look at their docs. You're going to be blown away. Yeah, now von.new. I'm going to have to use that one. So Yes. <laughs> Our version of start.spring.io. Yep. Cool. So we, we have so to get the calendar next. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the awesome. spring calendar. <laughs> it is. It's great. I mean, we... The Spring ecosystem is so massive, so it's really uh, – we even with Slack, internal Slack, I can't find out what's going on. So uh, it's a great place to, to really understand what's happening with the releases. So, um, Okay, so that's, that's Vaden Flow. Uh, something that – I don't know how old it is now. I remember kind of hearing about it about a year ago. Um, there's a project called Hilla. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about what Hilla is and maybe – what problems it's trying to solve different from Vaden Flow? Absolutely. So we mentioned Vaden as the company and the platform. We mentioned that there's two solutions that we offer. One is Flow and the other is Hilla. So Flow is 100% Java. What you have with Hilla is a full stack web framework that integrates a Java backend. So it's a Spring Boot backend with a TypeScript front end in a single project. Literally, you can type in your command line if you have I think Node at 18 and Java at least 17, yeah. npx at hilla forward slash CLI, init, the name of your project, and you get a full stack project out the box. Works fantastic with React, which we find React is almost a go-to now for front-end developers. Um, Angular probably a very close second, but a full stack project all together with a lot of cool features. Um, it really simplifies building modern web applications. Um, again, robustness of the Spring Boot on the back end, TypeScript front end, so you have your type safety with those two strongly typed languages. And uh, really excited about that, particularly for people who can't imagine doing a full stack application in just Java. We got you. Keep your React. We have Spring Boot in the back end, and lots of things we can say about that. But that's we the got short you. version. Quote. We got you. <laughs> and that. That's great. I don't. I don't know how many people out there have tried to build a full stack Java Spring Boot application with one of these front end component frameworks. But there's a lot that goes into it, trying to like tie in the build systems and get everything talking to it to each other correctly, of course. And then like there's a whole bunch of things that you really just don't think of of trying to put those two applications together in one. So uh, this is exciting to see. So Vodenflow for all, the, all Java, if we want to build a web application in all Java, if you have a team who probably maybe knows some Java slash Spring Boot and some front-end skills, maybe they're full-stack developers, yeah. uh, then Hill is probably the right choice for you then, right? That's what I'm hearing. And it has some just some really, really neat features. We have one that was called Endpoint. We actually use it as an annotation called at browser callable. I love that one. I saw I that. that one. Yeah. I saw that. So if we think about making calls from your front end to your back end, typically you're talking REST API, right? That's our go-to, yep. maybe GraphQL. Imagine simply putting an annotation on your back end method, right? You have a service, some to-do service. You have a method and you add a single annotation. In this case, let's say browser callable. What that does is when you run your Maven build, it's going to, Hilla is going to generate a TypeScript front end where you can actually make a call to the back end just by calling that same method in TypeScript on the front end. 
And because it's TypeScript, yeah. now you get all the, you know, things that all you would want from safety. TypeScript, like the IntelliSense, the type safety. Uh, that's great. Because if you do that manually, you have to write the API on the back end. And then you have to write the types. You have to somehow get the TypeScript types on the front end, and and doing that stuff by hand is not fun. I can tell you, I've done that before. So, <laughs> absolutely, and all those components we mentioned, those work very well with Hilla, and they're right there in the Hilla docs. Go to Hilla.dev to get started. And I'm looking forward to like 20, 30, 40 downloads. I'm not sure how many are here today, but we'll love for you to get started. <laughs> Both of those are open source projects, by the way. Let me just mention that for all of the yeah. open source fans or people who want to get started and do cool things without paying money. Both of those are open source opportunities that you can use for your application development, or you can jump in the mix and start making contributions, participate in the issues and conversations. We'd love to have you. So just go to Vaadin under GitHub and you'll see both so, listed. So I'm always interested in this kind of stuff. And believe me, we had not have a conversation about this before, but there's two open source projects. We mentioned those are kind of the two backbone projects of Vaadin, the company. Mm -hmm. uh, where? Where's Vaden making money then? <laughs> well, is uh, there like pro versions of this? Is there services? There are services. We have a yeah. robust service uh, suite of services that are really more enterprise-based, uh, whether okay. you're dealing with modernization, whether you're dealing with Kubernetes kits and acceleration kits, things of that nature. Nice. Um, that's things that I typically don't even have to deal with at this point, even though what I do indirectly helps what goes on on that end. Yep. Um, and we do have some premium components as well. So if you go through the component list every now and then, you'll see something that has a dollar. And nice. So there is money being made. We do have salaries to pay. Nice to uh, exactly. On. That's uh, I'm always interested in that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for the individual job developer who's watching and listening right now, you know, you can literally get started this afternoon or this evening just experimenting and see what would it be like to have a full stack project in a matter of minutes. And you type all of your React the same way you do. You type all of your job in the back end the same way you do. Um, being Java-based, so it integrates with everything in the Spring community just fine. So your Spring data, um, Spring Cloud, all of that, all those integrations work seamlessly. Cool. One of the one of the components that caught my eye. One of the things I hate doing uh, as a developer. Just maybe I'm just showing my age because I've I've written too many apps in in my old age. But I hate doing the mundane tasks of like CRUD stuff. And I saw that there's this auto CRUD component so that I can basically just generate all of those boilerplate. Like if I'm building a customer CRM, I don't need to build out all of those views and things like that. So it looks like there's an auto CRUD component. Do you have any experience with that? Uh, not yet. I know we do have an auto grid component. Um, oh, auto grid. Real. There may be an auto crud as well. So again, I'm no, you're still talking a little about. Newish. I'm pretty sure I saw that uh, in the last couple of days. I saw some some chitter chatter somewhere. Oh, it it does yes. say new in 2.4, so maybe it's like okay. hot off the presses. But auto grid yeah. is probably the fastest way that I know to have a full grid of data. So we're made for like data rich business applications, right? Yeah. All of your dashboards, yep. things like that. You just need to show the data quickly and have it in a grid. Auto grid is there for you. I'm literally searching now. Apparently, we do have That's auto awesome. crud as well, but I haven't used that one yet. That's awesome. Those, all those three right there: auto crud, auto grid, auto form. Those are right oh, in my wheelhouse because me. I know, I know. I'm just oh, looking yeah. at the docs, but those three things right there speak to me because those are things like that I don't want to do. I want to focus on like the problem at hand and not the like mundane tasks that uh, I would normally have to deal with. So, that's awesome. Um, what else do I got here? Um, as far as components go, so the components are are they the same across Vodenflow and 
Uh, Hilla, are those like the same open source like web components then? For the most part, yes. I haven't done an exact okay. one-to-one, but yes. And again, cool. like I said, it can be used even outside of our ecosystem. So a person may want to just you know, have a search through some of our components for some things they may need in their projects, whether it's awesome. on an enterprise level or an individual level. And again, you can install those as an NPM package and go to work. Cool. Now, I know I bugged Marcus about this before, and I believe he like shared a repo with me. So I have to go back and look for it. But where's the view support at? Come on. I'm a view developer, not a React developer. Uh, yes. <laughs> so React, Angular, Vue, other JavaScript framework. Our engineers have gone really hard. And I'm proud to watch, even in Slack communications, the way that they address issues on a daily basis, even sometimes into the night for them, because night for them is morning for me. Um, they're very focused on making sure that Vaden Hilla, for instance, is an amazing solution for a React developer. Um, right. We do have like open issues and some concerns around, um, I think, both Angular and Vue, but that's just not our direction right now. We want to make gotcha. sure we're amazing in one area. And yeah. I'm very certain we're going to be expanding in those in the future. Yeah, no timeline though. No time. Get it right first, and then move on to something else. Yes, that makes yes. sense. I'm done. And the people that try it love it. That's the coolest part. We just don't have enough visibility. So again, thank you for this invite this afternoon. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, cool. Uh, any other questions for you, Deshaun? Do we have any questions in the audience? Uh, we have. We have one. Uh, somebody joined late. Says, "What is Vaden? Uh, you need to try it out. You can watch the episode." Uh, again, it'll be on, on YouTube, uh, but it's a way for me. Uh, I'm talking about bottom flow. Uh, I love <laughs> that I can do a front end in Java and I can get some amazing results. Uh, and I understand, right? As a solopreneur, uh, it's, mm. it's awesome. If you've got Java background, you got Spring background, the way that the start.vaden.com gives me a Spring Boot app, uh, the way that I can you know generate a native image, uh, or I can do... Uh, Project Crack, uh, because it's a front end and I'm not going to have a whole bunch of secrets up there. I can do my front end using Project Crack, uh, which will you know, scale it to zero and scale up fast as well. So you have some really, really interesting use cases here. And I have some favorite components. I'm really excited. I love the way that the dashboard looks. Uh, I worked for a company called Garmin for six years. So I love their map interface, uh, that component. Okay. Yep. So there's a lot of really, really cool things in here that I just, I get excited about. But yeah, I'll, I'll echo cool. that. Like I went through a lot of the components and took a look at like what, you know, the look and feel, there's different themes and stuff. Like they look really good. I, I, I like being able to just like spit out a nice looking grid without spending a couple hours trying to style it, you know, like, uh, especially for some of these applications, like I just need a, uh, a data view of, of what's in a data table somewhere. Like I don't want to style that stuff. So sure. I can we really appreciate specialize this. In that. And then if you do just have an inclination that, hey, I want to go deeper and make it look a certain type of way, we definitely have styling guys for you as well. Nice, nice. Cool. All right. Well, let's see. Um, don't think I see any other Lawrence, questions. Lawrence, if you're doing a demo, like what's the, what's the, the knock them dead? What's the feature that gets the most buzz? What's the demo that... Oh, man, I haven't been around long enough for that yet. <laughs> okay. Right. TBD, TBD. But I think in 2024 for sure, because I'm putting in like a lot of CFPs, it's going to be just how fast you can get to a working application uh, that does the 
things that you needed to do. It looks professional. It's clean. And you're not investing a ton of time with things like configuration or like Dan mentioned, styling It's out of the box. A lot of great functionality. I think people are going to just be amazed by that part. MVPs. Yep. You can get to MVP pretty quickly. So that's pretty cool. I have a, I have a thought here of, of a collaboration that we could do mm. uh, using Spring Modulus, where we go from zero to application and we use GraphQL on the back end and VOD on the front end, but we deliver it as a modulus and show that we can actually deliver uh, a modulus and still develop and not step on toes because of the way that we're, uh, we have the guardrails with Spring Modulus. Put it uh, on might the be calendar. Something. I like it. I like it. Cool. All right. Well, I don't see a lot of other questions coming in, and I promised everyone we would stick to our hour. That was so a I fast think hour. Uh, wow. I know. Time flies. I know. Time. time flies when you have one. That's for sure. Well, Lawrence, we really want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been great connecting with you in the community. Again, great. Finally getting to meet you in person at Connect Tech. Same. And uh, just keep doing your thing. I love what you're doing out there. Uh, uh, I love hearing about, you know, not only Vaden and Hill, because I, I think things that you're doing there are great, um, but just the message that you're constantly putting out there in the community every day. Uh, so keep keep spreading the good word. If folks want to get in touch with you or find out a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Yes, Lawrence decodes on all platforms: Twitter, uh, TikTok. Uh, we'll stick with those two for now. Oh, and Instagram, right. and Instagram. Lawrence decodes. Love Perfect. Perfect. Well, Lawrence, thanks again. Um, Deshaun and I will be getting one more episode scheduled for next week, the end of the year. This is going to be our end of the year finale. Wow. Season finale. Season two finale. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then we'll be we'll be working on some plans for season three next year. So yes. uh, going to have some fun with that. So we'll with that. We'll back um, when 2.4 gets released. Exactly. Exactly. So again, Lawrence, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone out thanks there. For for, this has been awesome. Thanks, everyone out there for all the questions. Uh, again, if you want to find out more about Spring Office Hours, uh, head over to springofficehours.io. And we will look forward to seeing you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. <laughs>